Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily Podcast with your host, Trainer Mitch. Uh, I am happy to discuss today's topic. I've been thinking about it for a little bit and I did some reading and uh, once again, before I get into it though, I want to say that on here we do a lot of talking about the gospel and spreading Jesus' message. Uh, getting that out into the world and continuing to stick to the truth, uh, which is the gospel truth. Uh, so if you like that, and if you have somebody that may need the word uh, in their life, then share the show. Uh, okay, so today we're going to be in Matthew 13, I think. Let me pull it up here. Yep, 13 verses 24 through 30. So, short little section there, but there's a lot in here. And something that I thought of while I was reading this and uh, thinking about it and like what to say and what to talk about is the rapture. And I don't know if a lot of people that listen, you know, know what the rapture is or believe in the rapture or uh, if you're a Christian and you believe in the rapture, uh, I guess I'll start with describing what the rapture is. So the rapture is a belief that the Christians of the world are going to get taken up to heaven before the end of the world comes. So before the second coming of Christ the rapture is when people get taken up before that happens. Okay? So people people here on earth will literally disappear in an instant and get taken to heaven before the second coming of Christ. So that's the rapture. So I did some digging and that belief comes from a fellow by the name, uh, last name Darby, I know that for sure, and he was from Scotland, I think, let me see here, pull up my article that I had, I was checking out, um, sorry, delayed here, pretty sure it was Scotland. And his name was Darby. Origins, here we go. John Nelson Darby was the first to teach and introduce this idea to his congregation. So that was in the 1830s. So that was a pretty long time ago. Well, I guess it's kind of recent in comparison to like when the Bible was created and Jesus' life. So Christianity is almost 2,000 years old at this point and this idea of the rapture is 170 question mark math is hard um, so yeah Darby taught this and was one of the first guys to spread it and apparently there was a young girl that had a dream about the end times and around that same time and Darby might have 
use this girl's dream to come up with this theory or something. Uh, so his teachings made it across Europe and eventually to America. Uh, the theological view is known as dispensationalism. Okay, this way of understanding the Bible and God's interaction with man divides history into six dispensations. Okay, I don't really know what that means, but uh, basically saying that God deals with humanity differently in each di dispensation. Okay, and then later on, uh, this guy by the name of C.I. Scofield, in the late 1800s, he produced a Bible, ref a Bible with references known as the Scofield Reference Bible in 1909, and it was distributed in England and America and became the primary source of for Protestants to understand the Bible. Alright, so these two fellas believed in the rapture and came up with the rapture theory and uh, created books, Bibles, that had these beliefs in them as teachings and we picked it up. Protestants picked it up. Christian Protestants picked it up. So, it is kind of a debate in the church. Uh, I personally do not believe in the rapture. And I'm going to continue to describe why I don't believe in the rapture. Alright, so some of the some of the famous verses that are used is in Matthew 24 40 and 41 it says about the two men disappearing right people will be there and then they won't be there so it reads then two men will be in the field one will be taken and one left two women will be grinding at the mill and one will be taken and one left uh, that's referenced a lot throughout the Bible I think it's in Peter as well uh, but this is also in Matthew uh, another one is in 1 Thessalonians 4. Um, I'll read that one later, but... Because uh, there's more... There's more in there about... There's a lot of context missing, basically, when it comes to a belief in the rapture. So, the other one is... We're still talking about the two people. Okay. I tell you, in that night there will be two in bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. And they said to him, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Okay, so here's the one from Thessalonians. That one was just in Luke. So the Gospels talk about that same thing over and over again. Um, so this is Thessalonians. And it says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For 
This we decree to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, we will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voices of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Okay? So, in that one, uh, the rapture people take out verse 17, which is, we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Okay? So, uh, without getting into uh, all that, I want to read the verses that we're going to be talking about that are directly from the gospel. Okay? So, I will start there. So, this is called the parable of the wheat and the tares. And if you don't quite understand the connections, um, just stay with me and we'll, we'll work it out together. So, another parable put forth unto them, saying... Kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From when then hath it from from whence such a weird word whence <laughs> from whence then hath it tares he said unto them an enemy an enemy hath done this the servants said unto him wilt thou then that we go and gather them up but he said nay lest while ye gather up the tares Ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares. Gather ye together first the tares. And bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn okay so deep stuff here alright so if you ha if you didn't pick up on it the parable that Jesus is saying right now is referring to when he comes at his final judgment his harvest of his church, his believers, his body of Christ, right? Because we are the body of Christ. Now, so when he comes back, he is going to harvest his fruits, which would be us and what we've done in our works for him through faith. All right? 
So what he says, there's a lot. So there's a lot in here. So we'll go back to the top, uh, where it talks about the the tares growing together with the the wheat. Okay, so that's that's very similar because that's what happens in the world, right? We're all out here growing together. Whether you're a believer or you're a non-believer, we all experience life, this human experience, together. And we do bad things, we make mistakes, we're broken, we sin, uh, and maybe some of us enjoy a life of sin and we don't really believe in God, right? And we, we're more connected to the evil one and the evil ways of life. And others were believers in Christ. And we try to spread his message. Either way, we're growing together. We exist here on earth together. And we are growing together as one until the harvest. Right? So whenever the harvest comes, the tares and the wheat are separated... But who's separated first? Who is taken first in this passage? It's the tares. It's the evil people. It's the wicked ones. It's the ones that choke out the fruit. Right? The ones that get in the way of the growing seeds. We read about that in the previous parable. If there's too many tears, too many jaggers, it can drown out and choke out the the fruit. So they're getting separated first. And they're gathering together in a bundle, in a big pile, and they're going to get burned. And then the harvest will be gathered in Christ's barn, which is with him. Okay? So, back to the rapture. How does that align with the rapture? Because according to the beliefs of of a rapture, Christians are going to be pulled out of earth first. But that goes against what we just read. We just read that we're going to grow together until the final day of the Lord, which is the second coming of Christ, like I said, And then there will be the separation. And then we will ascend to heaven with Christ. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Right? It's not the other way around. We're not going to get raptured out. We have to go through the trials and tribulations just like the Bible says. We can't escape it. We don't get to escape it. It's all part of the plan says for seven, I think Revelation says seven years of trials and tribulations and then Jesus comes. So we all have to experience that because in the trials and tribulations is whenever we find God. Right? That's when our faith is tested the most and through that testing is growth. And we grow stronger in our faith and we grow stronger in our walk with Christ and we get closer to Christ and we look at everything through the lens of Christ. 
So we have to go through those trials and tribulations. We don't get to escape the had the bar the bad times, right? I feel like ever since 2020 happened, there's been a bunch of trials and tribulations. So maybe this is the start of it. We're already three years in. We're three years in deep. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Could be. But, anyways, this teaching that Jesus says, so this is Jesus' mouth, right? He's talking. This isn't from somebody else. This is the red letters in the Bible, the the important ones. Um, It's coming from directly from him, which is directly from God. So, to believe in the rapture, if you do believe in the rapture, you need to look in deeper. Reread the passages, get the whole context of the story, and think about how it is relevant to other passages in the Bible. Okay? Like I said in the beginning, Christianity has been around for almost 2,000 years. And we didn't believe in the rapture until 1830s, whenever some guy came up with the, with the theory. Because it sounds nice, right? Oh, I can escape the terrible things. Please, Lord, let rapture me out of this horrible place. Which I'm all about that. Please rapture me out. I'd love to. Take me home. I'm all about it. But that's just not going to happen. It's not biblical. So, uh, without me, you know, beating you down too much if you believe in the rapture or whatever, um, I would ask you to go look at it for yourself and think about it and do some digging, look up some stuff, read the read some passages in the Bible that uh, you maybe believe differently, that you had a you had a raptured worldview whenever you read the passage. So now read the passage without a belief in the rapture and see what comes through. And pray before you read and ask for a better interpretation. But uh, that's my belief. Uh, I think it's very biblically accurate. Uh, The doctrine is sound and true. The rapture doctrine is not so much sound and true. It's very wobbly and weak. Uh, It's not founded upon a solid foundation. So, uh, the parable speaks of the end times, the judgment, the separating of the wicked from the righteous. And that's why I love parables, because they're so deep, they're so interesting, and it's so easy to understand like once you understand it it's like oh wow that makes total sense of course you know it takes a little bit but you know you might have to read it a few times figure it out Uh, and some of them Jesus does explain the parables because the disciples don't quite understand what he's talking about which is understandable because why would they understand because they're in the moment they don't have the bible to read and be like oh hey you know making this connection I think that's what that means no they they were just they were in the moment they didn't quite understand what Jesus was saying Uh, so anyways that's about all I have Uh, so we are all finished up with that 
Uh, if you liked that, if you got any comments, please connect with me on social. Uh, send me a message, share the show. And with that being said, have a great day, and I'll see you next time.